Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Paris Campbell's a goner. He is signed elsewhere. He's going to the New York Giants. So the Colts have suffered losses. They've kept some guys, and they've signed some new guys. Where do they stand right now early in free agency? And granted, this is way too early to talk about this stuff. Chris Ballard's got time to do something good, doesn't he? Can we still hold out hope that something good is going to happen during this free agency period? Of course we can. Chris Ballard's not a dunderhead. He knows that the Colts were 4-12-1 and and that they need something profoundly different in order to change their fortunes. Doesn't he? Doesn't he? Mm. Hey, oh, Virginia upset by Furman. They lost their minds. They are supposed to be so well coached and so fundamentally sound. And with about eight seconds left, Poof! Their heads popped off, they made a mistake, and all of a sudden, Furman hits a three and they win the game, and it was beautiful. 13-4 upsets. Is it wrong for Indiana fans to look at this 13-4 upset and think, hey, great, because you can't have two or three 14 or 13-4 upsets, right? Indiana, a four seed, Kent State, a 13 seed. We can't have more than one of those in a tournament, can we? Ha <laughs> ha! Of course not. There's no chance that Indiana loses to Rob Senderoff. None. Zero. God will not allow it to happen. I don't invoke God very often. I'm not a man of great prayer and deep thought. But in this case, <laughs> Julie knows. <laughs> but in this case, like you can't lose to Rob Senderoff. No. No reasonable deity would allow that to happen, would he or she? No, of course not. All right, Pacers tonight at Milwaukee. That is like the furthest thing from my mind, so we're going to spend very little time talking about it. want to remind you, though, that tomorrow at noon, the great Dan Dockich and I, two big brains, we are going to be on the road at Moondrops on Broadway in Fortville doing our show we're either going to do it live or record it, depending on what YouTube does. If they grant us live status because we've got the 1,000 subscribers we need, we'll be live. If not, we'll record it and post it in a, a few minutes after the fact. Really has no bearing upon your enjoyment of it. We do it in one take. It's over. It's as live. Don't worry about it. But we'll be at Moondrops on Broadway in Fortville right before March Madness starts. 
They got TVs. It's going to be awesome. Okay, this is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling. It is Thursday, March 16th, 2023. We're brought to you by the great Jared Johnson. Johnson's plumbing is awesome. Give him a call. If you got uh, poop that is having trouble getting out of your home or clean water having trouble getting into your home, call Jared Johnson. 765-610-8809. Let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts. Then we're going to talk about what happened between Virginia and Furman. And it was just awesome because Furman hadn't played in the NCAA tournament since 1980. It's been 43 years since they played. And they pulled off the upset today, and it was awesome. Paris Campbell to the Giants. It's a one-year, $3 million deal. So one of two things is true. Either Paris really wanted out of Indianapolis and turned down bigger money to stay, or the Colts really wanted Paris Campbell to play for somebody else after the season that he had, which was kind of a breakout season. He had played 15 games in his first three seasons this past year. He was healthy the entire year. He did not have the breakaway speed that you would like. He didn't take the top off the defenses, but... Maybe that was because the Colts didn't have any quarterbacks who could throw beyond the top of the defense. We really don't know. That's the beauty of having a depleted group of receivers, or at least not the fastest receivers in the world, plus a quarterback that can't throw it deep anyway. You don't know who to blame or really for what. So that's kind of where the Colts were. So let's look at the Colts' gains and losses and retentions and try to make some sense of this early period of free agency. This is only really day two. Free agency started 24 and a half hours ago, right? It really started two days prior to that with the, uh, the you, you've got that period, the tampering period, where it's legal for agents and teams to talk. All right, additions. Let's start with the good news, I suppose, depending on how you look at it. Uh, Taven Bryan, he is a defensive tackle. One year, $4.5 million. He is a depth piece. Uh, Samson Ibukam, or Ibukam, three years, $27 million, $11 million in the first year. And then Matt Gay, one of the best kickers in the NFL, four years, $22.5 million. All right. Anything blow you away there? It does not blow me away. Nothing. Oh, by the way, hit subscribe, hit the like button, ring the bell. If you want an alert every time we go live or post a video, and if you want to make a donation, make a donation. It's a wonderful thing to do. Uh, retentions. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. EJ Speed, two years, $9 million. I think he's going to start at linebacker, and I think he should. And I think that he's, at the very least, going to be a lateral move from Bobby O'Karake. And we'll get to O'Karake in a minute because he's one of the losses. But I think E.J. Speed, I'm very comfortable with E.J. Speed being a linebacker. Uh, Carter O'Donnell has been around the Colts for the past three years and has never played in a game. That did not keep Chris Ballard from signing Carter O'Donnell to another uh, contract. Ashton Doolin, two years, $9.2 million. 
Ashton Doolin, I think, is going to be his fifth season. And uh, you know what? A backup receiver is what he is, but a really good special teamer, as is uh, EJ Speed. Tyquan Lewis, one year, $2.1 million, coming off a patella tear again, uh, second year in a row, one leg in 21, the other leg in 22. Tony Brown, we found out today, he's a special teamer, more than a cornerback. They list him as a cornerback, but he's a special teamer first. So at least there's another cornerback on the roster. That's good news. Isaiah Rogers isn't going to go to meetings all by himself, so that's nice. He isn't going to have to cover three wide receivers simultaneously, and I think that might have had something to do with Paris Campbell going to the Giants because the Colts thought, you know, in workouts, it's just not fair to ask Isaiah Rogers to take all the DB reps while the Colts have lots of receivers they can cycle through for, for drill work and 7-on-7, seven 11-on-11, seven, 11 11, whatever they do. One cornerback, very, very difficult to get by if you've got a full room of wide receivers. Uh, Stephon Gilmore, gone for a fifth rounder, but gone the $9.9 million that the Colts uh, recoup against the cap. Matt Ryan, released. $17.2 million comes back. Uh, Brandon Faison goes to the Raiders. <laughs> Not a lot of tears being shed by Colts fans over Faison going elsewhere. Bobby Okereke going to the Giants. Four years, $40 million. We knew this all along that Bobby Okereke was going to be a guy who was overvalued by somebody. The Giants went ahead and pulled the trigger. Overvalued Bobby Okereke. Good dude. Good linebacker. But you don't pay good linebackers $40 million over four years. You pay great linebackers at that level, or maybe even a little, a little higher. But here's how it works, and we know this. It's the way it works in baseball. It works this way in every sport. You either overpay for great or you underpay for good. You don't pay guys in the middle. Like the EJ Speed contract and the Ashton Doolin contract, that's too much money for too little stuff for me. Speed might be a little bit different because I think Speed, like I said, is going to start at linebacker. But Ashton Doolin is not going to be a starting wide receiver unless the wide receiver room is absolutely barren of talent. If that's the case, you, you could start Ashton Doolin. Um, yeah, Okereke, Campbell. Campbell won one year, $3 million. So have they gotten more back than they gave up? The answer is no. Because they gave up Stephon Gilmore, who's a legit cover corner. He is really, really good. And so you lose him, you lose a lot. You lose a key component to your defense. And replacing him is going to be really difficult. Linebacker, you don't worry about that. Campbell, you don't worry about that. Uh, Matt Ryan, absolutely, you don't worry about that. And Brandon Faison, obviously, you don't worry. But Stephon Gilmore you worry a little bit. The additions, Matt Gay is really the guy who's going to be most profoundly welcomed because he could win a game in the last seconds. You got a one-possession game, two-point game, one-point game, tie game. You're down one, down two. Matt Gay can come in and win it for you. If Matt Gay had been on the team last year, he flat out wins. And, and you can talk about field position and all that stuff, but he wins the tie against the Texans and he wins another uh, one-point game where a field goal was missed. He makes that field goal. All of a sudden, instead of being 4-12-1, the Colts 6-11. and 11. 
I know. Who the hell cares? It just diminishes the value of your first-round draft pick and all the subsequent draft picks. But next year, maybe it turns, you know, 7 and 10 into 9 and 8. Maybe it tur- you're, you're, instead of being mediocre and drafting 15th, you sneak into the playoffs somehow. I know that's pie-in-the-sky thinking given the quality or lack of quality, dearth of quality in this roster, but... We're trying to be optimistic. We're trying to be reasonable. We're trying not to crap on Chris Ballard every single day. Although we could, we won't. Letting uh, Trading Gilmore, mm, tough. The guys that they retained, none of them dynamic, none of them game changers. The guys they added, Brian and uh, Bukum, uh, not dynamic, not a game changer, depth pieces, and as Chris Ballard keeps talking about defensive linemen, he needs 10. He wants 10 defensive line. Okay, great. He likes to have 10. He's going to have 10. He's got one cornerback and a special teamer who's also a cornerback, and he's got two, two receivers. Go ahead. And no quarterbacks because we know that Nick Foles is going to be jettisoned at, at some point in the near future. So... That's where the Colts are. Love them or, and love them. There are fewer of them to love, and there's less quality to love, but you still love, and that is to your credit. Um, Virginia and Furman. Virginia's got the ball. They're up two points, and a, a kid's got it in the backcourt, kind of in the corner, and they've got him bracketed. They've got him doubled. They're not going to foul and the kid for Virginia turns and just flings it with eight seconds left. A kid for Furman, just beyond the half-court stripe, catches it, takes one dribble, pops it to the right wing. Kid from the right wing, buckets with 2.2 seconds left. Virginia gets a shot off, and it's a good shot, and it was just a little bit long. Furman wins the game. Their first appearance in the NCAA tournament since 1980. And they get a 13-4 upset win over the Cavaliers of the University of Virginia. Tony Bennett goes home. It's feast or famine for Virginia, right? Either they win the damn thing or they get eliminated in the first round. Virginia goes home. They were disconsolate, man. They were not happy. Indiana fans, somehow this is exactly what I thought. As that game barely went final, I'm thinking, well, that's good for Indiana because uh, 13-4 upsets are somewhat rare, and because we've got one banked already, that makes Indiana losing to Kent State less likely. That's the kind of twisted idiocy that runs through here. That's just, that's not sound thinking. Now, thinking that Indiana is going to win because Rob Senderoff is a dunderhead, that, that's sound thinking. That's the way we like to think around here. How does IU beat Kent State? I'll tell you, you've got a prize. This sounds, this is exactly, it's exactly the same in every game. Like basketball is not difficult, right? It's right there on the scoreboard. You know, if you have more quality possessions that lead to higher quality shots and more made shots, you win games. If you can keep the other guy from having as many. Who would think? That's basic math. That's addition. I get addition. Add by two, add by three, add by one for free throws. I understand that stuff. 
But what you've got to do, specific to uh, Kent State, is you got to get back on defense. You live turnovers, you got to haul ass back. You got to have three guys cutting off dribble penetration on live ball turnovers or long offensive or defensive boards every single time. You got to have three guys bust ass back and not get caught trying to go get an offensive board. Got to get back on defense. Once you're in defense in the half court, you have got to cut off dribble penetration. Sullinger likes to shoot threes. The rest of them are really not good at shooting threes. On the other end, you've got to feed Trace Jackson Davis. They don't have anybody in the MAC like Trace Jackson Davis. Trace Jackson Davis has to get off tomorrow night, and you've got to get somebody hot. One thing that you absolutely have to do in order to limit turnovers is you've got to tell Race Thompson and Malik Renew. Do not dribble the ball under any circumstance. You catch it, you hold it, you get your elbows out, you deliver it to somebody else. Do not put the ball on the ground because what Rob Senderoff may be a dunderhead, but he's not so stupid that he's not going to have a second defender come and dig like crazy and try to disturb that ball if Race or Malik try to put the ball on the floor. It's just that simple. Indiana does those things. They win. How's Purdue going to beat Fairleigh Dickinson tomorrow? They got to get off the bus. You have got to line up when the bus stops. And when the door opens, you have to disembark. You have to go down the stairs, leave the bus, walk to the locker room, put on your jersey, shorts, and your sneakers. And and then two hours later, you're going to move on to the second round. That's what they need to do. Uh, By the way, again, two big brains tomorrow at Moondrops on Broadway in Fortville at noon. Can't wait to see you there. I expect magic, frankly. That's what we do. Do you know the the sheer tonnage of hours in Bloomington that Dan Dockich and I spent in bars and continue to from time to time? I don't it's difficult to calculate. And uh, the magic that has been caused in those all too frequent visits, most of which occurred when we were in our 20s and 30s and 40s and, and occasionally 50s, it, it, it would fill up all space and time and, and cause, uh, if, if we calculated the number, it would cause the world to collapse on itself. That is how huge and titanic that number would be. Join us tomorrow out on North Broadway in Fortville at Moondrops. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Tomorrow's a big day. Breakfast with Kent at 6.15. We got the radio show on WGCL Radio and WGCLRadio.com, Bloomington's Voice. Click to listen. 7 to 9, off we go. It's game day. Then uh, we talk some more at at Moondrops, another hour or so. And then it's uh, Inside Indiana Sports Now. And then a post game after... IU dismembers Rob Senderoff and and reduces him to a quivering, weeping hulk on the sidelines in Albany, New York. It's going to be fantastic. I can't wait to watch Rob Senderoff cry again.